0: Whenever we try to teach on the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to do it without him showing up. And I believe that he was here today. And it makes my job so much easier. Makes my calling so much easier. When he proves who he is. And I think this world, it's in such a rough place right now. They've what it means to serve God. They've forgotten what it means all over the world. But he's not done. He isn't finished with his church. If he was, what would happen? We'd be gone. So since we're still here, what's that mean? He has work to do. All right, so... With that said, I have a couple things that I wanted to mention. I mentioned this last week. I try to do it every other week, or every week, two weeks in a row at least. This is a beautiful chair, isn't it? Well, I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, we would like to see uh, a few more of these, and we have ordered 300 chairs, which what that will do for us is. There won't be multicolored chairs in here any longer. It'll be this style. This has a better lumbar in it, a little more cushion for the seat. Uh, And the cool thing is, when we're finished with these chairs, Boyne City Academy is going to take these to bless their students and their school, and they really need some better chairs over there. So they were so excited to find out that uh, these were available. So what we're telling people, and you you don't have to give anything. If you'd like to, uh, we're calling this Seats for Souls. And how much is a soul worth? Is it worth $50? That's how much one of these beautiful chairs cost with shipping. So if you want to help us out, uh, we would love for you to do that. And you can do it anytime between now and July. Hopefully by the 1st we'll have this all covered. And uh, somebody donated already enough to buy 200 chairs we only need to buy the last hundred so i think that's a, a pretty good deal and this place is going to look awesome we're not doing it for that but i believe that uh, this is from the lord so all right um last thing i wanted to ask how many were prepared today to go clean up the highway by a raised hand one okay three I apologize on behalf of Mount Hope Church and the people. Um, I I was actually ready. This is my, minus the plaid shirt. Uh, However, three of you came ready, and that's because we didn't do a very good job. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually try to do this on a Wednesday night instead of a Sunday. And it'll be the Wednesday after um, Mother's Day. So not next Not this coming one, but the next one. So I kind of gave up what next week is, right? What is next Sunday? All right, just don't forget that. Especially you guys, because you're the ones that always seem to forget. I mentioned that yesterday, and Troy goes, when is it? Uh, One last little thing, or big thing, however you want to look at it. Ah, by virtue of my role as chaplain for the Michigan State Police, I've been looking for ways that we could bless them, bless the troopers, and bless their families. And I met with the uh, commander last week, and he just happened to say, you know, one of the things I want to do is have a picnic for the guys this summer. And I lit up because we were already planning on this, so I jumped in and I said, how about June 9th? And he's like, Really? I said, Yeah. I said, I've already got the camp reserved. And I said, If you give me the go, then uh, we want to bless the troopers and their families, go-karts, climbing wall, all that stuff, um, swimming, of course, fishing, whatever, and then have a lunch for them when they get there. So from 1 to 5 on the 9th of June, we're going to bless these men and ladies and their families And I just want to amp this thing up. How many of you appreciate what these folks do? It's probably one of the hardest jobs that there is because I've been with them, and they have to keep their cool. They have to be peacemakers, and they can't let stuff get under their craw. I've watched them walk into really hot situations, and they've diffused them. They're 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 all professional. I've not ridden with one yet that I wouldn't have said that this person is a professional. But their families kind of take the flack for that because they do put in long days, long weeks. And uh, I just look at this as an opportunity to bless them. So I'm going to be putting something out there. If you can volunteer, we're going to have you do that on a sign-up sheet so I know how many to expect to help. Of course, the camp staff will be there as well. But uh, that's what's coming June 9th. Everybody say June 9th. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, enough. Sorry for all the ads. When I heard that prophecy today, it just again blessed me. Because it bears witness to exactly where I'm going with this today. If you're joining us for the first time, this is part two of the series that that I'm calling The Work of the Holy Spirit. I want to dive into the Word right away today. Could, Could you stand up one more time as we honor the Word of the Lord? I'm going to put this behind me. John 14, 16, and 17 says, And I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Would you bow your heads? Father, again, were it not for Jesus, we wouldn't, even, we wouldn't be here. But because he came and took our place on that cross, because he paid for our sins and redeemed us from the curse of the law, today we are free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And Lord, you said, and we're going to look at this today, that if you didn't leave, the Holy Spirit wouldn't be able to come. But because you went, you went back to heaven, Lord, It was then that you sent your Holy Spirit to be with us. Lord, help us to understand who you are, Holy Spirit. Help us to understand the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. Lord, I pray today just for a a miraculous download into each one of us, that when we leave here today, we would have a new revelation of who you are. And Lord, we commit this short time to you Give us clear thinking, hearts to receive. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Okay, now you can sit down if you can. Jesus, in this passage, referred to the Holy Spirit as the advocate. In the Greek, that word is paraclete, and this is what it means. First, as an advocate... Let me ask you, are you facing really difficult situations right now? He's your comforter. That's what the advocate does. Two, are you down and out? Have the the chips fallen and you don't know where to turn next? He's your encourager. How many can say amen? amen? And finally, the last one, have you got yourself into a bind? Anybody ever do that? And you're like, where do I turn? Who do I call? Hello? Call the comforter. Call the Holy Spirit. Let him know where you're at. Let him know you need his help. That's what it means to have an advocate. These three things. Comforter, encourager, counselor. The next part of this that Jesus says is he will never leave you. Too many of us think, oh, well, I blew that. God left me alone. Really? Do you think it'd be that simple? That easy? To get God not to love you? He died for you. While you were yet in your sins, He died for you. You're not going to change His mind on how much He loves you. Hebrews 13:5 5 to this. This is the Passion Testament. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have for you always have God's presence. Did you experience that this morning? Yeah. Amen. For has he promised you, I will never leave you alone, never. And I will not loosen my grip or hand, I will not loosen my grip or hand on your life. God's got a hold of us. If you're his, he isn't going to let go. Next, Jesus said, the world cannot receive him. Now, last week we went over this quite a bit, but we talked about how you must be born again, born of water and of the Spirit. We speak a different language. The world can't understand what God's saying. In fact, they get frustrated by this. They hang out with us very long, and they usually call us a bunch of wackos. That's because God, the Holy Spirit, is, is speaking to us. We can hear Him, but they can't. And they don't get it. They don't understand what it is that we're all about. And they never will until they're born again. Thank you. We have to prepare a place, you and I, for the Holy Spirit to live. And we do that once we become born again. This is the temple. The, the scripture I use is 1 Corinthians 6.19. In the CEV it says, You surely know that your body is a temple where what? You know, if you really think about that. Hmm. What would you do last week? Anybody do anything shameful? He saw it hello, if he lives in you, it should get us to a place where we're living for him. The Spirit is in you, goes on to say, and is a gift from God. The Holy Spirit's not somebody here just to trip us up, just to call us out. He's a gift from God. You know, if we actually use him, and and I think it's okay if I, I say it like that, if we actually do the things with him that Jesus sent him back to do, all of us will be victorious. But like Julie said when she came up here, and she said, this song's a war song, and we're sitting back timid like, what a day, what a week, and I'm one of them. I was in the back going ha, ha ha. I just started hooting. I just started cheering. By faith, <laughs> I admit it. But the Lord stepped in. Holy Spirit, have your way with us. You're no longer your own, Paul said. So let me ask you this have you prepared yourself to receive the King of Kings? and Lord of lords. Does he rule your life? If not, why not? Finally, notice that Jesus said, you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. Look at your neighbor and said, be in you. Listen, I know he was talking to his disciples here. And when Jesus was walking on this earth, the Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit's power. All right? So when he says the Holy Spirit was with you, he was with Jesus and Jesus was with them. The same thing happens today. If the Holy Spirit is with you when you go out into this world, guess what? The Holy Spirit is with them. I believe this is the one thing that's keeping. The Antichrist from a full-blown war known as the Tribulation because we're still here. Because we carry God, the Holy Spirit. All right? When we're gone, when Jesus comes back and takes us to be with him forever, once that takes place, the field has been leveled. There's no longer anybody to keep the Antichrist at bay. But as long as you and I are here, the Holy Spirit is with us, and he's with the world. Are you with me? Oh, I just had a verse that shows that. When Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Filled with what? Okay, so you get it. Reports about him spread quickly. And that's another thing. We wonder, why isn't church full? A lot of churches are dying the reason is they don't allow the holy spirit to minister there anymore let me tell you you go out in the power of the holy spirit you start praying for the sick you start praying for the marriages you start praying whatever the holy spirit lays on your heart and when these people see the miracles following the signs and wonders following Guess what? This church will be full. But we have got to start living like we're in a war and stop sitting back. Come on, Jesus. When's Jesus coming back? Come on, Lord. Hey, Mike, when's Jesus coming back? Do you know? I've been waiting for him, I've been sitting here for weeks. This can't be us, church. We have a job to do. And we're going to get into this a little bit more as I continue. This last part of this verse is prophetic. It could only happen after Jesus went to the cross, after he was buried, and after he rose from the dead and then ascended into heaven to be at the right hand of his Father then the righteousness of Christ would come. Then he would offer that to us. talked about that last week, how when we put on Christ's righteousness and God looks at us, who does he see? Christ. Not Norm in a cloak. Christ. Because we're covered in his righteousness. The Holy Spirit wants to be able to live in us. Not just be with us. He wants to use you as a carrier. Ooh. I'm not saying that God can't go wherever he wants because you know that's not true. He's omniscient. He can go anywhere he wants. He's omnipresent. That's what I should have said. He can go anywhere he wants. Omniscient as he knows everything. But anyway. You and I are the carriers of the Holy Spirit. Is there a dark spot somewhere that you know about? Take the light. But you better go in the power of the Holy Spirit. You go in the flesh, what's going to happen? You're going to get your booty kicked. That's right. That's what Jesus was trying to show his disciples in this passage. Here's a quick summary. First, Jesus said, I must die. Nobody likes that, but it had to happen. Why? Because we needed a sin offering, and he became that perfect sin offering. Again, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Second, he said, I will rise from the dead. I will be the firstborn of many. So Adam was the first Adam, right? Firstborn. Christ is the second Adam of the resurrection that's coming. Amen. Are you ready for that? I know you are. <laughs> you're, you're sitting on pins and needles going, Come on, Jesus. We're all ready for it. Listen, I wish you'd come today, but I know there's still people out there who need Jesus Christ. And without Him, where are they going? As we understand Scripture. They can't go to heaven unless their sins are under the blood of Christ. Third, he said, I will ascend into heaven and I will take my place at the right hand of the Father where I will make intercession for you. Jesus isn't just sitting up there getting heaven ready. He's praying for us. Do you think his prayers matter? (laughs) Oh, glory to God. And he sent the Holy Spirit to do that work. Praise you, Jesus. But... You must accept first that he died for you. Step one, Romans 10, 9, and 10. All right? Then, number five, you must repent. You have to be forgiven of your sins. And then once that's under the blood, then what? You are born again. Thank you. You caught it. He's, he gives you new life. Then the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. You can't get that out of order. You've got to be born again in order for the Holy Spirit to take up residence within you. And as always, with God, everything is decent and in order. So it has to follow these steps. So why does the Holy Spirit want to live in us? Anybody ever asked that question? Why does the Holy Spirit want to live in us? Couldn't he find a better place? I'm sure the Hilton has rooms. I don't necessarily understand it. But there's a reason that God, when he created us, he created us in his image. I don't get it necessarily. Maybe when we get to heaven we'll find this out. But I do know this. He chooses to live in you and me, his people. Weird. Weird. But aren't you thankful that he does? Let's look at what Jesus has to say about this. John 16, I'm going to start with verse 5. We're going to look at about 10 verses in a row. You ready? Are you really ready? I thought it was interesting, just as a side. When I looked at this, and I, I didn't realize that there was, you know how they have subheadings in your Bibles? Guess what the subheading of this is? Right over verse 5. The work of the Holy Spirit. And I went... I'd never seen that before. And I thought, how cool is that? All right. Verse 5. But now, I am going away to the one who sent me. Who's this talking? Jesus, just to make that clear. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Kind of weird, huh? Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. So they're all, Jesus is leaving us. What are we going to do? But in fact, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I get too am- an- aminated. <laughs> yeah. I knew what I said. You said what I thought. Thank you. But in fact, Jesus said, it is best for you that I go away because I, if I don't, the Advocate, this is that word paraclete again, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send Him to you. Let me ask you this. How important is it, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being absolutely, i got to have him? how important is the Holy Spirit to you in your life? I don't believe you. I really don't. Because if you did, we'd all be living different. I'm not even there. Yes, I would love for the Holy Spirit to download all he can download into me. To the point where when I walk by somebody and my shadow goes over them, they're healed. Wouldn't that be amazing? But to be that person, it costs something. There's sacrifice involved. You've got to put the flesh aside. You have to die to self. That's the only time you're going to see stuff like that happen in your life. I agree. I want Him. Number 10, let's work toward that, church. Let's make that our goal this year. To make Him preeminent. To make Him, number one, to go after the Holy Spirit with all that we have and all that we are and all that God has given us. And see what happens. Verse 8. When he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Now, this is a sermon in itself, these three things. And, and we're going to dive into this a little more in just a minute. It is of utmost importance that we recognize what the Holy Spirit came for in order to understand what we need to do with him. If if again, I, I tried. that sounds weird. This is God we're talking about. What I'm gonna do with him. You get what I'm saying? It's really what he's gonna do with me, but I have to line up before he can do anything with me. You see, if I'm doing this all the time to him, eh, not today, Lord. No, not today. He's going to get tired of looking at my backside. But if I do this, come. Come on. Come on, Lord. Whatever you got for me, Lord. Norm's ready. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Which one do you think is going to get what God has? Not this one. Don't turn your back on God. Next, Jesus expands on this idea. He says, the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Who's the me? Jesus, the Son of God. He performed all these kinds of miracles. He forgave people of their sins. In fact, they tried to stone him because he said that. I forgive you of your sins. Only God can do that. Duh. They didn't get it. And instead of embracing, they knew the Messiah was coming, but instead of embracing Jesus as Messiah, instead they did this, or they picked stones up. Get out of here. You're ruining our religion. Oh, God, ruin our religion. Lord, ruin this church as much as it needs to be ruined. Let us not interfere with the working of the Holy Spirit. Let's give him all praise and all glory for everything that's accomplished. Hallelujah. The world's sin was refusing to believe in Jesus. Verse 10, Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Now, he's not saying this literally, right? You get that. He's not saying, oh, you'll never see me again. Obviously, we're going to see him again. He he told us that we would. So what he's saying is, you won't see me anymore on this earth. Once I go up, until I come back for you, that's it. We're done. All right? Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And each one of us has got to kind of grab hold of it and try to apply it to our own lives. The righteousness that he's talking about here, it was coming after Jesus ascended and went to heaven. In fact, where did he go in Acts 1? He went to heaven. To, to what? To be seated at the right hand of his Father. Here's the scripture for this. Romans 8, and 34. Who dares accuse us? Whom God has chosen for his own. No one. For God himself has given us. What is it? Right standing. standing. That's what righteousness means. It's right standing with God. He has given us right standing with himself. 34. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand. Doing what? Pleading for us interceding for us father that church down there in Gaylord Michigan man they want a move of God and I think we ought to send it hallelujah that's what he does that's what he does finally judgment it isn't a word any of us likes to hear I really don't want to be judged. The good news is I won't be if I'm under the blood. My sins won't be judged. I'll be judged for what I do for the kingdom. Big difference. But Satan has already been judged. All right? He already knows what's coming. What that tells us is the war has already been That's what it shows us. When I stand in front of God, and we're all going to stand before the Lord, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. But when we're in heaven, and we are being rewarded, the Lord's going to say, so what about Norm? What's the judgment on him? You. <laughs> It doesn't matter how much of a scumbag I've been on this planet as long as I've repented and turned to Him. It doesn't matter how wicked you think you are as long as you repent and turn back to Him. Are you hearing me? I believe this is the Holy Spirit speaking here today. I want to hear that, not... Guilty. The only one that should hear guilty is the last verse of this. Oops. There. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Who is the ruler of this world? Satan. Yes. Not guilty. Verse 12. wow, got to move. There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Like a long sermon. After a while, the people's eyes glaze over, and they're just (coughs) going. Jesus saw that with his disciples. He knew he couldn't share anymore with them because they couldn't take it in. When the spirit of truth comes, I love this part, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Can you see the interchange between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? They're all working in this together for our benefit. Whatever the Holy Spirit says is always going to be truth. It's always going to bring glory to God. And it will never undermine the work of the kingdom of God. So if somebody comes to you and tries telling you some nonsense, all you've got to do is line it up with this. And if it doesn't, then what is it? Heresy. Run from it. Verse 15. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, The Spirit will tell you whatever He receives from me. Wrapping up this part, the Spirit is here to show us the way. Not only does He convict the world of their sin, let me say that again. Who convicts the world of their sin? Is it your job? To show that brother or sister who's an alcoholic that they're going to die and go to hell. Is it our job, i got to be careful because you're going to stone me. To tell the homosexual brother or sister that they're going to hell. It's not our job. What are we supposed to do? Be Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit's job. It's the Word of God's job to convict. Not ours. I'm going to spend some more time on this down the road a little bit. But right now, I just want, to, I want you to understand the Holy Spirit convicts. Not us. He bears the righteousness of Christ. He's the only one that can say, you are in sin. Because He is 100% right. Now, I believe that what we have in Christ is very special. Very, very, very special. What other faith allows you to have a relationship with the King of the universe? What other faith invites you to daily commune with Him? Sharing your problems. Really? He's holding the universe together. You don't believe that? Just look at the dynamics surrounding this little blue marble. And how if it went one way or the other by a couple hundred miles, we'd either freeze or burn up. But he keeps us right where we need to be. And what are we revolving around? S-U-N, the sun. What should we be revolving around? S-O-N, the sun. You get it? We have a relationship with him. There's no other religion that offers that. There's no other religion where their God speaks to them. How many have heard the audible voice of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand high. Look around. Some of you haven't. That's all right. You do some of these things that we're talking about here today. You make him number one. You say, Holy Spirit, ah, I'm your temple. Today, it's not this. It's this. And you see how long it is before you hear. Mm. Do you hear from God? You have a relationship, and I should emphasize that, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm nowhere near the end of my message, but I'm going to wrap it up. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Just go to the last slide, would you, Jen? Yesterday as I was wrapping up my studies and I just happened to look at my desktop on my little laptop computer and I saw this little you know the icons it wasn't very descriptive and I thought huh, what is that I don't remember saving that you ever do that save something on your computer and you're like what is that you, you don't know what it is until you click on it right open it up it's a book it's like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what it is. It was a book from Morris Cirillo. Anybody know who he is? Spirit-filled guy. And this book's title was Divine Capability. <laughs> and Pastor Barb was coming to bed, and I was just wrapping up, so I, I read it real quick, and I went, oh, 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 holy spirit, you want me to share this tomorrow, don't you? He goes, yeah, at the end. Listen to this. And I quote, Begin to walk and live in the Spirit, he said. As Jesus walked in the Spirit, and the power will be released. Let me say that one more time. Jesus, or Morris said, Begin to walk and live in the Spirit as Jesus walked in the Spirit, and the power will be released. So, what do we have to do? When you see somebody sitting at Walmart, and they're crying, what do you do? You walk by them and ignore them. That's what all people do. No, you go to them. You put your arm on them, and you say, what's going on? Come on. That is a step of faith, folks. When you do this, when you walk in the Spirit, the power will be released. He goes on to say, don't seek the power or the outward manifestations. That's not what it's all about. Hey, look at me, man. I prayed for Chris, and she was healed in Jesus' name. No. God shares his glory with nobody. Don't be that person. Don't seek the power or outward manifestations. They are the results of His Spirit living, working, and reproducing Christ's life within you. When you see the manifestations of the Holy Spirit working in you, it's a result of what He's doing, not what you're doing. You just need to walk out your life. How hard is that? I just did it. Just keep walking. Keep living your life. Inviting him to come and have his way and to move in your life and to use you as he sees fit. He goes on to say, seek to be, listen to this part, seek to be completely filled, baptized, controlled, motivated, and led by the Holy Spirit. How many of us are doing that? (laughs) Probably not too many. Let's make that a change this year. To be completely filled, baptized, controlled, motivated, and led by the We might make that part of our prayer as we close here today. As you live and walk in the Spirit, you won't need to struggle to have His power manifested through you. It's not hard to serve God. His power will naturally come forth like rivers of living water springing up from within you, end quote. Man, we would look so different if we just spent time with Him. Our prayer meetings ought to be full. Your prayer closet ought to have all kinds of stuff in it. Little handwritings. People you're praying for. Going to war for. In Christ. Would you stand with me? Hmm. Would you invite him in if you can't open your arms? I always say this. When we lift our hands up like this, it's like a funnel. Picture a funnel. That's what you are. And what's the funnel lead to? Your heart. Holy Spirit, we can't do this. <laughs> if we try, we're going to look Stupid. We're going to fail miserably. Lord, you have a plan for these human beings in this room, these folks who are created in your image. And that plan is to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'm made for this. You come and empower us so that we can go out and be that witness. Give our testimony to the people in this world. But Lord, before we can spill out into other people's lives, we got to do the basics first. We got to get born again. We have to repent of our sins, ask you to come into our lives and create a new person within us. Then you can take up residence within. And Lord, we pray that today. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Norm, yeah. I need to repent. Yeah, I need to make sure that my temple is ready for him. If that's you, nobody looking around, just lift your hand up so I can see you. Thanks, you can put them down. All right, lots of hands up. Don't try to do this on your own. I'm going to get into this deeper. I think just as an aside, next week I might skip this series because it is Mother's Day and I've got something I think the Lord's going to direct me toward. But the following week, we'll jump back on this. Father, I pray right now for every man and woman, boy and girl that's in this room, even the babies. <laughs> Bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Mm, comfort them, encourage them. Guide us, Lord. If they need counseling, bring them that counseling that they need the wisdom of heaven. Would you pray this with me? Heavenly Father, If there's any sin in my life, known or unknown, I pray you'll forgive me. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He went to the cross for me. He died for me. He endured the whippings for me. The crown of thorns. The humility. All that. me i pray today that you would wash me clean with the blood of the lamb and lord i believe that they buried my savior but on the third day i said on the third day the devil thought he was dead but on the third day you rose from the dead Hallelujah, Hallelujah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Woo! And you are the first of many. And I want to be one of those many. So now, I dedicate my life, all that I have, all that I am, all that I might be, into your hands you got a grip on me. And I pray. Lift your hands up. I pray that you will fill me with the Holy Spirit and the power that you promised so that I might be your witness all the days that I have left. And I pray this today in the precious name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves you, so do I. message was a little slow getting off the ground, but what we, what he is doing in us is so important. Don't take this for granted. Go out of here serving him today. Go out of here believing. If God is for me, who can be against me? We got this because he's got this. Lord, keep us safe in our coming and our going. Give us opportunity to serve you in miraculous ways. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord, on earth here in Gailard as it is in heaven. We commit this church and our people, our children, our families, into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.